0: You're listening to Wholesaling Inc, episode number 288. Because there's no rhyme or reason to when to mail, how to mail, as long as you are just staying consistent. And so many times you're like, oh, but when should we mail? I don't know. Now, like right now, like right now, tomorrow, like next week, and then the following week, and then the following week, and then the following week, because you just never know when something has changed in someone's life and your mail piece hits the mailbox. He who consistently sends out mail every single week wins. the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffhein. You're listening to another episode here on Wholesaling Inc. My name is Cody Hoffhein, and I'll be hosting today's podcast episode where we talk about wholesaling real estate. Now, for those of you that are new to the podcast, first and foremost, I want to say welcome to an amazing podcast where we just talk about real estate and talk about specifically wholesaling real estate. Now, what is wholesaling? Wholesaling is just simply the art of finding a deeply discounted property. For at that matter, once you know how to find these properties at a deep discount, my heavens, like sky is the limit. You can do so many different options. You can either fix and flip it. You can keep it as a rental. Or you can do what many of our students do, and that's where they either simply assign the contract or close on the property and then sell the home to a cash buyer for quick profits that they can then replicate over and over again. Now, today, we have a rock star rhino that has been in the tribe for just a short few months and is already tasting some incredible success, has already closed two deals And we will save the amounts for later so he can share the story. But today we have Jason Witzel with us. He joined the tribe the end of January and he just closed two deals that are gonna be incredible that he's gonna talk about the pricing. But we're gonna break down one of those deals. So get a piece of paper, get a pen, and get ready to jot down some gold nuggets because Jason's gonna share step-by-step how he did these deals right in Tennessee. So let's bring on... Mr. Jason Witzel. How in the heck are you, brother? Hey, Cody. I'm doing great. Good. Now, let's fill in the gaps. I talked about your wholesaling in Tennessee, which is awesome. You've done two deals here in May, and we're going to break down one of them. And then we'll talk about adding up the two of them together and what it's been for you for May, which is amazing. And ultimately, what got you into wholesaling? What, What do you currently do for like? a living, a nine to five, and then what got you into wholesaling?
1: So first of all, you know, like a lot of people, I'd never heard of wholesaling. So, you know, looking throughout the, you know, I've always been excited about the real estate business and um, looking at rental properties and things like that. And I discovered wholesaling. So I started doing uh, my research on wholesaling. And uh, after quite a while, Uh, looked at different coaching programs and things. And I settled on wholesaling. And um, that day, January 21st, uh, was the day I signed up. And I'm so glad I did.
0: (laughs) Well, it's led to incredible results in the sense of your action, not to give us wholesaling just the credit. Like I have to be completely honest to every one of our listeners and to you, The course will do absolutely nothing for anyone that doesn't take action. So really the success, my friend, goes right back to you where you need to give yourself like a big hug, a big pat on your shoulder because you took massive imperfect action. This is the beauty. Had no idea of wholesaling. Like he's telling the truth. I came here like I have no idea what wholesaling is, but I ended up doing it. And here he is already succeeding, already doing deals. So what is it? What is it that got you committed? I mean, here it was something just a few months back. You have no idea what wholesaling is. You hear a little bit about it. You join the program. You take this action. What got you so like fired up and pumped up to actually do it though? I mean, a lot of people now, let's say for those that have heard it, haven't heard it, but they're like, oh man, I don't know if I want to do it. What got you to actually do it?
1: Well, doing wholesaling, you know, just like most people who work, you know, a nine to five. And I wish mine was nine to five. It's it's a lot more hours than that. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But, uh, you know, you want something more. And looking at a wholesaling is something that anybody can do. And I mean, anybody, and it doesn't take any money. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to try this. And uh, this sounds like something I want to do. And I put one foot in front of the other and did exactly what the module said in the coaching program. And, uh, you know, the phone started ringing.
0: This is so like, if you couldn't say any more perfect than this, you're not an expert at wholesaling. You just kind of followed it step by step. You took massive imperfect action. And when you say it doesn't take money, obviously there's a little bit of money, right, involved. Did you do direct mail? Is this what we're going to talk about for one of your deals? What was your form of marketing to kind of give people a perspective of what may be the money that's involved?
1: Sure. So I, I did direct mail and there's other ways to do it, you know, driving for dollars and things like that. Uh-huh. Uh, but but yes, I started with direct mail, and uh, you know, with the the programs discounts you get for pulling your list, also mailing out uh, the direct mail. So it is some money, but it's it's not a huge amount.
0: This is fantastic. What were yeah. you? So you sent out direct mail to get these deals? How much? So you can kind of put it in perspective. If you're sending out a postcard, and let's call it. 35, 40 cents a postcard. How many pieces were you sending out at a time to get that phone ringing enough to start bringing in now two deals?
1: Well, uh, about a 1,000 pieces a week.
0: A 1,000 pieces a week. Now, this is something to jot down for those that are listening. Notice that he didn't just send out, oh, I'm going to send out 5,000 this week, and then next month I'll send out 5,000 this week. It's consistently sending out mail every single week. So if 5,000 mail pieces is your budget, Great divide that up for the month and send it out equally. So you are sending out a thousand pieces a week. And then did that equate to like your phone giving you almost too much opportunity or just the right amount? How was that? Because I think a lot of people here on the podcast also have maybe a nine to five or work for corporate America. And they're thinking, man, what will that produce? Will I still be able to handle that lead flow working full-time?
1: So I'm, I'm glad you asked that, Cody. That's That's exactly right. So not only do I work, you know, fifty to sixty hours a week. I also coach my son's baseball team.
0: You stud. Um, I that,
1: well, well, it's two days a week that we practice, and we play every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday through the spring and summer. So time is what I'm looking for more of. And I got to thinking that uh, you know I could actually send out more direct mail, but if I did, I don't know that I could field all the phone
0: calls. I love the honesty here, and I think this will resonate with so many people because I think so many come from the background of working even more than full-time, more than 40 hours a week, but also love to do what really touches my heart. I love the fact that you coach your kids sports. I love that family is something that's important to you. And even with a good dad and a good provider that you are, you still have found time to make this work. What does that look like schedule-wise? Are you doing like two hours, one hour? Like, what does that look like? Is it something like consistent hours amount a day or is it just, no, I need to make sure I do at least 10 a week? What does that look like to break down maybe your your work schedule versus wholesaling schedule?
1: So out of a seven-day week,
0: I'm averaging about 12 to
1: 15 hours
0: on the wholesaling business. This is beautiful. So write this down, by the way. I don't know if I've ever asked this many in-depth questions, by the way. For whatever reason something triggered my mind to ask some of these questions, but these are the answers right here. So it's not like, I think so many times we think, but if we're going to do it, we have to go all in. We're going to have to spend 40 hours a week. And this is simply not the case. Jason is sharing with us right now, 12 to 15 hours a week, which has allowed him to get on the phone with individuals that are responding to this direct mail and then getting on appointments, making offers and getting paid. So- Let's hop right into it. Now that we've got a kind of a background of what this looks like and how you're able to do it with a full-time job and a full-time responsibility as a dad, now let's look at this and let's break down one of the two deals, one of them that you put under contract second, but actually closed before the one that you put under contract first. And let's go through this. This, I'm assuming, came from direct mail. Uh, It did. Perfect. What list were you mailing to when you got uh, this lead? Where did the lead come from?
1: I don't know if the list, it came from list source, and I don't know if the list has a name, but I did the 40 to 100% equity.
0: Awesome, uh, so an equity list?
1: Yep, property that was uh, three years old and older.
0: Okay, Uh, are these owner-occupied or absentee owner? Both. Both, okay. Both, and uh, single-family residences. Awesome. And that's it. So people that have, and I'll break this down for those that are listening, That's incredible. That's good stuff. Homes that have been lived in for three or more years and then both occupied by owners and non-owner occupied or absentee owner. And then the other criteria, which is crucial, is 40 to 100% equity, meaning they either have majority of it paid off to all of it paid off and they own it free and clear. So they have equity in the home. Awesome. So let's rock and roll. What did this look like or what did it sound like when this individual called you? So
1: they called and um, of course it went into uh, my voicemail. I use call rail. So I called them back and I don't know the, the time frame from which I called back, but I did call them back and I spoke to him and uh, he told me about the property and what all he had done to the property in order to you know, keep it renovated, keep repairs done. So the house needed absolutely nothing to be done to it. And, uh, you know, we carried on the conversation for a little while and I'm just kind of feeling out, you know, uh, why he's wanting to sell And that came later. Yeah. I really didn't get a good answer there. So I went to see the property. Here's and the key uh, thing
0: that you're saying, Jason, though, mm-hmm? is it's, I love the fact that you're taking time to try and find the why. And I want you guys to write this down as you're listening to this. Notice that it's not about the price. It's not about the age of the home. I mean, yes, he needs to know those things, but really listen to what he said I was asking questions to find out why. Why was he selling? Why was he selling? This is key information that I want to make sure you're jotting down if you're listening to this. Keep going. So you went out to the house.
1: Went out to the house and met with the uh, homeowner and um, looked around the house, took some pictures. We started after we made some rapport. We started on how much he was asking for the house, and he was at uh, about 140000 $140,000. Okay. I've, always, I've always heard, that, now, keep in mind, this house needed no repairs. Zero. Okay. And I've heard from so many people that when you make an offer, you, know, you ought to feel something in your stomach like embarrassed to make that offer. So my first offer was 85000
0: Awesome. Um, And what to give it perspective when he was asking 140, is this what the home was actually worth or was it actually worth more than this? What would have, if you were to put it on the market, what was it going to be sell for? About 175,000. One hundred seventy-five. Perfect. So you made an offer that gave you that like punch in the gut, like okay, he's either gonna laugh or he's gonna punch me in the face. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> of eighty-five thousand, which I love, guys. Take notes. This is incredible. So you had an anchor price of going way down to eighty-five thousand and keep going, my friend.
1: And um, immediately he was like, No, there's no way I can take that. So we kept talking a little while, and it was like, you know what? What can you do? I, I can't give you one forty. But what can you do from there? He's like, well, I can probably do 130. I was like, no, there, there's no way I can give you 130. I said, uh, you know, I might can come up to, you know, 98,000. And we're still, we're still not on the same page. He's like, no, I really need more than that. So he came down to 120. So he's 20,000 off his first asking price. And I was like, okay, you know what? Let's go with 120. I think I'll be able to make that work. Okay. Uh, so, we so signed you it get up it right down.
0: Here's the key thing, Jason. That you're really what's good here is because you're not an expert and you're not thinking of all these like things that get in most people's way of like, oh man, I don't know. Like the best part about this and the best part that you were able to run with is just get it as low as possible. Like you work exactly. with it. It's not about you're not an expert at comping homes. You're not an expert like a realtor, and that's the best part that is actually. Most individual's secret weapon or secret power is because they're so naive; they don't know anything. So their whole goal is just get it as low as possible, which you did. So you put it under contract at one twenty. What did you do from there?
1: So you know, in the middle of all this, I did find out their why. Uh, the wife of the owner had found a nice little house out in the country,
0: and she was ready to get out of the city. So, and doing that to pass up on that deal, probably like, oh, we got to act quick.
1: Exactly. So, they had originally contacted a realtor and gave the realtor some specifics of what they were looking for. Hey, we want to make this happen very quick. And the realtor actually told them, you ought to call one of the wholesale people that can turn this for you quickly.
0: Um, wow. And so, a realtor that, ended up being your yeah. MVP.
1: Exactly. And after after they had that conversation with the realtor, my postcard hit their mailbox.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is so beautiful because there's no rhyme or reason to when to mail, how to mail, as long as you are just staying consistent. And so many times you're like, oh, but when should we mail? I don't know. Now, like right now, like right now, tomorrow, like next week, and then the following week, and then the following week, and then the following week, because you just never know when someone, something has changed in someone's life and your mail piece hits the mailbox. He who consistently sends out mail every single week wins, period, the end. So yours happened to hit exactly when they were like, hey, I want to sell and I want to sell quick. This is cool. Okay. So what from there, what did you uh, have to do to make that a reality for them to move it quickly?
1: All right. So, um, as soon as I got done there, I came home and got my pictures all loaded, sent out a mail blast to, at the time, I had 170 cash buyers, sent that out to them, and I was marketing the contract for 132,000.
0: Okay. So, just a $12,000 like assignment where you just simply assign the contract. You have cash buyers, 170, which is very impressive. You market the contract to assign that agreement so someone else can close on it for $12,000 higher and you put in a contract. Keep going, my friend. What happened?
1: So, I did that, put on there my inspection time. You know, you have one day to inspect the property. This is the day, this is the time, this is the only time. Did that. I started getting uh, emails and phone calls immediately, so I knew there would be some interest here. And the first buyer offered me one hundred and ten thousand. I was like, "Oh man, you're like, darn it!" So, <laughs> right, exactly. I was like, "Wow, is this not going to work?" <laughs> so there were several days that went by and uh, giving people time to schedule for to come out for the inspection, and and we did that. And I met out there and I actually went on my lunch break because keep in mind I'm working full time. <laughs> um, so met, met them on my lunch break and I had a, like about six buyers there came and looked at the property and, and each one of them liked it. So a couple of days go by and I told them that, Hey, I need all your prices in by, you know, such and such time on this day. And I started getting uh, quite a few offers and I got several asking price of 132 but I got two that were over asking price. One for one hundred and thirty-seven thousand and another for one thirty-seven five.
0: Holy smokes. Keep going.
1: And both of the top two offers, you know, could close immediately, you know, cash buyers. And uh I went with the one that was uh one thirty-seven five.
0: One thirty-seven five minus out the one twenty that is due to the seller. That is a seventeen thousand. payday, if my math is right? Yes, correct. Oh, Jason, you know it's coming, right? I know it. Hold on. (laughs) There is the victory bell, my friend, for Jason Witzel, who the imperfect wholesaler goes out there and just takes massive imperfect action and led him to his first deal. Now, briefly, within 10 days, a second deal closed. And that was for how much? That one was for $3,000. Uh, 3000 $3, So yes. in a 10-day span, for those of you that are listening, in a 10-day span, he has made $20,500 in a 10-day span. Now, yes, there is work involved to get those deals to close, but let's really narrow this down to help individuals see what it can be. If you had to pin hours towards this, both deals, let's say between the time you talked to them on the phone, met with them, put it under contract, went to title, went to closing, went to everything on both deals. If you had to pinpoint ballpark hours on how many you put towards both these deals, what would you say? I'd
1: say probably about
0: uh, three hours apiece. Three hours apiece. So six hours. Now, your mind probably works a heck of a lot quicker than mine. But in six hours of work, he was able to bring in $20,500. Now, for those of you listening, I don't know what has that good of return. That just is incredible. And this can happen. And this should motivate you, inspire, to let you know that you can do this. Jason, What would the audience need to know? Like, if you could tell them anything at this moment that are like on the edge or they're right there thinking, what do I do? Uh, Should I get involved? What would you tell them?
1: Cody, I'll say this you know, if I can do this, working a full time demanding job, coaching baseball on the side, and uh, still having a family life, and I can do this, anybody can do this.
0: I love that simple but true message. Now, here's the thing. We always, always, always end our podcast with two questions, and I am absolutely looking forward to these two from you. The first one is, what is a good book that you would recommend our audience that has been game-changing for you?
1: Now, I know this book has been mentioned once or twice before, but it is the book that changed my mindset, and that is Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) not necessarily a real estate book, but it is a great mindset book to actually get you thinking.
0: It is a great mindset. That, in fact, I just shared this on a podcast just recently. The same book. I said, everyone started. It was. uh, It was Entrepreneur Weekly. I was on their uh, radio show, and I said the same thing. I'm like, I was in high school, and I'm like, this was game changing to me. It was like I hated school. I couldn't stand school, and finally, I had a book that said it's okay to hate school. (laughs) And so I went, I loved that book. It was so good. So, Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad Poor Dad. And then, also, the second question is looking back, hindsight, having your vision of what you've done and how you've got there, what is something that you would tell people that are just getting involved, that are maybe just thinking about getting wholesaling? What would you do differently or what would you have done the same?
1: So, you know, getting started, I definitely made some mistakes. And I know what those mistakes are and I've corrected them, but I was still able to fail my way forward and get two deals closed.
0: Awesome, awesome stuff. What were those mistakes? That So here's the thing. We always know we're gonna make mistakes. Like that's how it makes us better. To help them understand so it's not so fearful or so dreaded, what were those mistakes that you made?
1: So I got a tax delinquent list, County. The list was, I think the list was about 20,000 names. And I just started with the oldest tax delinquents dates and mailed from there. So there's a reason those dates are so old and they're still on there. It's because the properties aren't worth anything. (laughs) You you know what I mean? And and some of of them were uh, small lots of land that were worth just a couple thousand dollars and taxes were Uh more two or three times that amount. Oh, geez. Yeah, so uh
0: that's one, definitely. That is awesome. So but here's the thing, did it knock you so far off the horse or the rhino and make it to where you didn't want to do this anymore or what kept you going?
1: No, not at all. It was just uh, an experience. It was a learning experience.
0: I love that. I love that. Well, Jason, my man who just delivered an incredible podcast episode and just did two deals Of 20,500 for both of them combined. I want to thank you so much for sharing your experience with wholesaling and what it's done for you, but also taking the time to help our audience understand that they can do it and inspiring them and motivating them by just your story. So I want to thank you for taking time out of your day and, and doing that with us today. Well, you're so welcome, Cody. My goodness! Here we have... Rhino Nation, an individual that not too long ago knew nothing about wholesaling. And here he is closing two deals, and this won't be the last deals that he closes. This is giving him now that faith to fact that we talk about. It's no longer this hope. He now knows inside and out that this works. And now this is just going to energize him and put more fire out there to make sure that he gets more Deals, And I'm super excited that he would take the time to break this down step by step. Now, each one of you, as you're listening to this, I hope you took out the pen and the piece of paper and jotted down gold nuggets, because this podcast will do absolutely nothing for you if you don't take action on the things that you heard today. Take one action item, something that you're currently not doing, that you heard today, and act upon it, and get one step closer to your deal. This is how you do it. It's little consistent action each and every day that will lead you to your first deal as well. And if you would like personal help building your wholesaling business, head over to wholesalinginc.com. That's wholesalinginc.com, where you can book a call with our team and start to have conversations to see if it's a good fit, see if it's something that you really want to do. And if so, we would be honored to help build your successful wholesale business. Until next time, guys, take massive, imperfect action. God bless each one of you, and we'll see you on the next episode. Take care.